Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, Birds Down Under fans. It is your solemn host, Tom, with Kiwi Glenn. Uh, hello all, sorry. It's uh, not quite the same energetic opening. It is not, because we are mourning the first loss of the now 5-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles. 4-1. and 4-1, one. One? sure, let's go with that, 4-1. and one. No, we were 5-0. and oh. And now we're five and one. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty confident about that. <laughs> no, we're not confident. Uh, okay, now Glenn's giving me pause. I swore that we were five and five and zero oh coming into this game. But... This is how you know we only do one take. By the way. Well, you know, you put because you, you put re- doubt in my mind. You can't rehearse this. No, I'm right. I'm right. We're five and one. Five and one. That's okay. what I said, right? Glenn, you're gonna get fired as my backup, whatever <laughs> Kiwi host, if you're not careful. All right, we are five and one. We've lost the New York Jets in a absolute defensive slugfest. If you like defense, the Jets Eagles game was yours to watch. Um, so much to unpack here, Glenn. Uh, maybe I'll start with a couple comments. Uh, Jalen Hurts was great at times tonight, but when we need him to, needed him to be great at the end, he was not. He came up short with a really poor interception, which kind of sealed the game for the Jets. Um, he was playing hero ball for a lot of the night, and I just hated how little running game we had and why, why was it that DeAndre Swift, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott barely got any running plays the entire, you know, the entire afternoon. Well, I think there's two things in there. First one is Jalen Hurts playing hero ball. So I think for the first half, he did really well. He was getting the ball out quickly. There were design plays where he would run the ball. Um, There's a few times where he was quite successful in getting out of the pocket and then actually doing a successful pass. And I think that was the problem. He had a little bit of success there. And so that put it in his head that he could do anything. Um, And the second half, that was shut down. So he couldn't do anything. So he wasn't getting the ball out quick enough. Some of those plays were seeing those slant routes to Goddard, to A.J. Brown, that quick stuff down the center just didn't happen. And uh, he was just holding the ball for way too long. I put that on Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator, but let's come back to that. Um, I will say that I feel like Devontae Smith and Kenny Gainwell, in particular, I'm going to call it, for two players who dropped some pretty critical balls in that game um, at different junctures. And, you know, Devontae Smith in particular is in a real rut right now. I don't know what it is, but he's just not playing like himself. He's just not playing good football, um, which is disappointing, which is ironically juxtaposed against A.J. Brown, who broke a Philadelphia Eagles record tonight with his fourth consecutive 125-plus yard receiving game, which is just ridiculous. And win, lose, or draw, let's just appreciate that. Yeah, that was some great news in there. And some of those... uh there was one catch where they're going down the left-hand side of the field and he just just destroyed the defense. Uh, yeah, past two, three players. It, it, it's very impressive to watch. Just watch it for that. Yeah, and I mean, he got pass interfered, which didn't get called. I mean, that seemed to be... Uh, there was a lot of stuff that was pretty... Um, wasn't called by the referees here, which, let's be honest, is more enjoyable than when they're calling everything. So yeah. I, I think I'd probably take that. But, you know, it 
did feel like there was a couple times where it's like, wow, that was pretty blatant. Although, you know, we did have one of the biggest penalties in the game go for us, which the penalty where Reed Blankenship got hurt by a crackback block by um, Alan Lazard, the receiver for the Jets. But we'll come back to the defense because I think there's, I mean, geez, the injuries are really taking their toll. But um, I will say that Lane Johnson getting hurt in the first quarter um, and Jack Driscoll coming in. Jack Driscoll was awful as the backup left or right tackle to Lane Johnson. And if you have ever seen the statistics of what happens when Lane Johnson doesn't play for the Eagles, it is not good. Um, I don't think we can underscore how much his presence on the field, his ability to keep Jalen Hurts clean from that right side all the time means that when you have a, an inept backup, and I, I hate to say it, but Jack Driscoll played inept this evening, you just see what happens. Like, Hertz fumbled. So Hertz had three interceptions and a fumble. Now, the first interception was bounced off uh, Dallas Goddard. Not an, That wasn't Jalen Hertz's fault. But two picks certainly were. Yeah. And that fumble, you know, that was Jack Driscoll allowing that pressure to get to Hertz. Although I felt like Hertz was holding onto the ball too much, you know. So um, I do think there's a fair bit of criticism that can be passed, you know, Jalen Hertz's way. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I, at one point, I thought, do you put Jordan Malata on the other side? But then you, you lose the left containment. So it really doesn't help when you don't have a backup player who can uh, hold that offensive line. Um, so how much of it is on, on Jack Driscoll and Jalen Hurts uh, having to scramble, but then, as you say, get the ball out quickly? Um, but I would have thought in a situation like that, and maybe Tom's about to get onto this, you move to the run game a lot more. Um, where it's not as crucial if you lose containment on the right side or, or lose lose that battle. Yeah. Um, again, we had so little balance on offense. And when you have no balance, a, a great defense, and the Jets have a great defense. And, and so coming into this game, the Jets defense was down their top two corners, and the Eagles defense was out Darius Slay, Jalen Carter, uh, Justin Evans, safety. And then in the game, we lost um, safety, Reed Blankenship. We lost... Uh, was Eli Ricks defensive back? We lost Bradley Roby, the new slot corner. So I should make this point that last week kind of didn't mention the fact that we'd signed this guy, Bradley Roby, who's been in the league a long time, you know, played a lot of snaps in at the slot corner position. We needed to bolder our backfield. And if you remember a couple weeks ago, I said that um, Howie Roseman needed to make a move to help bolster the backfield. Well, that was the move. Bradley Roby, and he played really well last week um, as a newcomer coming in against the, uh, the Rams. Wiley veteran. Well, he got hurt this week as well. So, I mean, I don't even know who our safeties were by the end of the game. It would have been Terrell Edmonds and I don't know because Reed Blankenship went out. So, I mean, we, our secondary was in tatters. But let me just, let's just flip to something positive for a minute here. Our defensive line today, like our defense, I thought, played incredibly well. They were put in a lot of bad positions by the offense. They bailed them out. But our defensive line, minus Jalen Carter, sweet mother of God. Oh. Hassan Reddick. I, I'm going to start with Hassan Reddick. There was a play, and Tom has done this many times. If you watch football with Tom, he will go, Hassan Reddick needs to come up with a big play. And sure enough, the very next play, he, he nails the quarterback 10 yards back from a starting position for, for what turned out to be a decisive uh, play. So Hassan Reddick, since he got his cast off uh, was it, two weeks ago, he has been a machine. He has. He's got five sacks now in three games. He uh, looks like the Hassan Reddick who finished the season last year is one of the best defenders in the league, which is exciting. But, you know, I, I mean, without Jalen Carter, who, you know, is the hottest thing on, in the defensive rookie, you know, rotation for defensive player of the year, or defensive rookie of the year, 
not playing gave Jordan Davis more time on the field, and I think he responded. He had a sack. He was tough against the run. I mean, all day, we were just really strong against the run. Brees Hall is a great running back. Milton Williams, though. That's a guy I want to mention. Milton Williams got more playing time today because the rotation was thinned out a little bit. And boy, you know, he had a sack. He had some tough plays on the run. I really like Milton Williams. I feel like if Milton was on a team with less depth at tackle, I think he'd be a name that people would know a little bit more about. But he's just so overshadowed by everybody else. The Fletcher Coxes, you know, Jordan Davis, Jalen, Jalen Carter. I mean, the, the list is long. But Josh Sweat, Josh Sweat Josh was awesome Sweat, today. You got a couple, yeah. Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox drew a key penalty uh, at one point again, and we kept them to uh, field goals for for the majority of the game. And uh, yeah, Fletcher Cox drew a, a great penalty that that put them back where he, you know, otherwise would have gone to the quarterback. So I, I feel like that whole defensive line actually did a fair amount of work. Uh, and it wasn't just down to one player. So, uh, yeah, we need Jalen Carter back. Yeah, and listen, folks, there's no panic here. I mean, the Jets are a good team. They've played. They almost beat the Chiefs. Like, they're they're a solid team with a great defense. Playing at home. Fans were pumped. Um, and, you know, this is, this is what happens sometimes. Ironically, the San Francisco 49ers lost an absolute nail-biter right at the end to the Cleveland Browns. So, the Eagles, while they relinquished their perfect record, so did the Niners. So, um, just goes to show in any given week, any team can win. And I mean, you know, when you're as banged up as we are in the secondary, the fact that our defense played as well as they did is a real testament to Sean Desai because, man, we're, we're a tough defense right now. And if we get some of our parts back now, I mean, injuries are taking their toll. What did I say at the beginning of the year, everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So lucky last year. And, you know, that is reversed. So if Lane Johnson is yeah. hurt for any period of time, that is going to be like a backbreaker. And I think the team needs to think long and hard about what they do. Back to your point. Um, we have some pretty capable backups at left tackle. So Fred Johnson came in this year um, as a free agent. He's really quite decent. I think he could probably play left tackle. Um, Tyler Steen, our rookie out of um, Alabama, could play left tackle. And maybe we do think about moving Jordan Malata. If, if Lane Johnson was out for the year, for example. Yeah, you either do that or you keep uh, Jordan Malata there and you move one of those two over to the right. Yeah, but I mean, you know, with Cam Jurgens out, uh, Suo Peta played okay today. There's certainly a couple of times, though, where you saw him uh, getting knocked about a bit. Now, the Jets have one of the best defensive linemen in the league in Quinnen Williams, who had an interception. Uh, big unit, that guy. But, yeah, I mean, I have tons of notes. I, I mean, I felt like it was one of those games where you take a particular note at one point, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, that actually, <laughs> that's not correct anymore. Or uh... I, 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 I did that exact same thing. So I had notes on, oh, look, they're passing to all the different players. I've done this. They don't look... I think it was the third quarter, and they said there's only been four run plays so far. And I'm like, yeah, but the passing game is working so well. Why is that a problem? And then uh, as you get a few plays further on, a quarter further on, you look back and go, actually, no, that was a problem. Um, so the game turned around. I think, I think there was a couple of key moments uh, where it, it really turned around. I think Devontae Smith's drop in the third quarter, uh, that, that there was a, a key point there. There was... Um, Gainwell's drop um, and then penalties. It, it there was definitely a turning point, and it just looked really bad after that. Do we score in the last half of the game? No, no. I mean, they said it. Uh, we had 14 points in the second quarter, and we didn't score a point after that. So, but you know, we had these interesting two back sets going on while we had De- uh, DeAndre Swift and you know Boston Scott in the same backfield. DeAndre Swift and Kenny Gainwell that seemed to disappear. I just would love to know what Brian Johnson was thinking because it was just such a one-sided offensive strategy 
against and, and maybe they're just like, oh, well, we can't run against this defense, but that's silly. I, I really, truly believe as an offense, we can run against anybody. And when you don't try and you run stuff that's kind of stretch plays and trying to get outside of a fast defense, it doesn't work. But if you run right up the gut on them, you can you can succeed. And we saw that later in the game when they actually went to it, we got yards, but we just gave up too easily and on the run game. And it was just, you know, Jalen started out on fire. I mean, I have my one of my first notes here yeah. is what a throw by Hertz while holding off Jet DB. Jalen on his game early, exclamation mark. And Hertz, great on his feet. Yeah, yeah. And hey, full credit to uh, the New York Jets defensive coordinator. I don't know who it is, but like, you know, Robert Saleh, their head coach is a very defensive minded guy, came from the Niners, very tough dude from New York. Um, you know, they made some great adjustments at halftime, and we did not counterpunch at all. You know, we just didn't. And, and it was like, hey, Jalen, run around and be a miracle worker for the whole second half. That's kind of like what Brian Johnson's strategy seemed to be. And it's like, don't make Jalen be that guy because, like, he needs help and he also needs balance. So, yeah, just uh, uh, frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. Uh, throw out our new um, punter. Braden Mann. Braden Mann, yeah, great. Oh, he only had a couple of kicks, but great. He looked good. Yeah, uh, have a couple of good inside the 10-yard line pinners that uh, were Jake, fantastic. Jake Elliott. Yeah. First, yeah. Second miss of the season. Yeah, 37-yard field goal missed by Jake. Like, geez, Louise, Jake. Like, you've been so automatic. If it had been 57 yards, yeah. I'd have no doubt he would have made it. I, I think he's got, his, he's, he's got glasses now, and they're actually set for like 50-something yards. That's his focal point. So when it's too close, everything goes blurry. That's my theory, and I'm running with it. That optometrist better not yeah. show their face around like any New York or sorry, Philadelphia deli anytime soon. Yeah. They're going to regret yeah. that. No, no burgers for you. Can I ask you a question throwing you in the deep end? Sure. Injuries. Do we know when players are coming back? Let me see if there's any updates. Uh, again, you know, Lane Johnson's the one that scares me the most. I'm actually quite nervous to even check. I had a quick look for Reed Blankenship. They just said rib injury. I couldn't see if it was anything more solid, like a cracked rib that'll put him out for a while. Um, uh, Britton Covey, although he didn't get injured, he looked like he should have. He was back to his old self of, why don't I just get smashed? Um, so he did that quite well. Um, at least he caught the ball, so... Yeah, but, you know, he looked like he was going to get killed on every time he... Uh, but again, give the Jets the credit. Tough, tough special teams. So I don't see anything here that's conclusive about the status of um, of injured players. I think it's a little bit... It's a little bit early. Um, so, okay, here... If, if, there's, if there's any good news, both Reed Blackenship and uh, Lane Johnson were both walking around after their injuries quite soon afterwards. It's not like they went off the field. They, they walked around and were sitting down. So... You think if it was something more serious, maybe they would uh, be of, be taken off the field. Yeah, but that you know that can be deceiving. Also, who knows? Um, I I hope you're right. Uh, Zach Wilson, the the New York Jets quarterback. So just a quick backdrop to the Jets. They um they had Aaron Rodgers come over from the Green Bay Packers. So Aaron Rodgers at the twilight of his career, but still a really great quarterback. And had he been able to stay healthy, this Jets team would be one of the best teams in the league. But um, he blew his Achilles tendon out in the first quarter of the first game of the season. And so Zach Wilson, their 15-year-old quarterback, has come in um, to run the team until Aaron Rodgers comes back. I'm actually not sure if Zach has already turned 15 or his birthday's coming up, but... Uh, I, I think he's turned 15 because he said in, in, in a year's time I'll be able to drive. I think he can drive in Nicaragua now. Yeah. I believe that's the uh, legal age of uh, driving a, yeah. a, a motor vehicle, at least two plus wheels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, 
Zach Wilson definitely looks prepubescent, and um, but he beat us, so we just lost to a 15-year-old, Glenn. So who gets the last laugh? I get guess yeah. him and his high school teacher does. Yeah. Him and his moped, yeah. Yeah. So uh, folks, look him up. He really does look like a 15-year-old boy. Um, and sadly, you know, we got a lot of hits on him, but uh, he seemed to be smiling at the end of the game. You know, for a 15-year-old, credit to him. It's not easy to go and win a game yeah. against a good team. And it's good it didn't go into overtime because he's got homework to do. Yeah, fair, and he was way past his curfew. Yeah, his maths class next year. His mom's going to be furious. All right, that's enough making fun of Zach uh, Cunningham. Uh, Zach, actually, that's a good transition. Zach Wilson to Zach Cunningham. Zach Cunningham started on the bench with N'Kobe Dean back at linebacker, Um, and then they seemed to mix in, you know, uh, Nicholas Morrow, Zach Zach Cunningham, N'Kobe Dean. I wouldn't say I was overwhelmed with N'Kobe Dean in this game, Uh, and I, I... Definitely at points I'm like, I feel like we're better off with Zach Cunningham and Nicholas Morrow as the two starters. But who knows? Maybe that's rust being knocked off. But I mean, again, just a little reminder, N'Kobe Dean has barely played any football for this team. So we really Mm -hmm. don't know what he is. Mm -hmm. But man, I'm really concerned about our secondary. Like seriously, who are we going to field next week? You know, are are you ready to play safety? I'm actually, I've got a jersey. I mean, it does say Jordan Malata and I'm wearing it right now. But I could probably like, what if I change the six to a nine or something? Um. Yeah, ninety-eight's Jalen Carter's number. I don't actually think that's going to get you on the field. But I could. I, could, I yeah. probably don't have much choice. Though. Yeah. No. No, you don't. Um, Glenn, I feel like we're just making fools of ourselves now, but uh, we cannot hide hide our disappointment. Everybody, um, first loss of the season. I mean, I, I hope this forces the defensive coordinator to talk to the offensive coordinator and say, "Hey, dude." I'm watching you, and you're really one-sided, Brian. Maybe you should try running the ball a little bit and keep the defense on edge. I don't know if that's going to happen. But um, everybody, you know, keep the faith. This was one game. four. T- and I'll tell you this. What's the secret to football? Don't give up the ball four times and then have no turnovers. And Like, you know, yeah. last week, that Niners-Cowboys game, why did it look so lopsided? Because the, the Cowboys had four-plus turnovers. Well, the Eagles just had four-plus turnovers, and this is what it looks like. If this is our worst, if we win five games and then drop one, and so out of every six games we win five, we'll take it. So unfortunately, this is a game we've just lost, so it hurts, but we're still five and one, so that's probably a great place to Yeah, fair positive. enough. And let's just quickly have a little gander at our schedule coming up and see who we have got on the schedule. So I, oh yes. So next week, it does not get any easier. We play the Miami, Miami Dolphins in Philadelphia. And again, just a reminder, Miami, one of the most explosive offenses in the league, I think, um, Tyreek Hill, their star wide receiver, is on pace for over 2,000 yards, which would beat the NFL record um, in a single season for a receiver. So a different kind of problem next week, but pretty terrifying when you think we have barely anybody in the secondary healthy. Like, man, oh man, I hope we have Darius Slay back. I'm hoping Sidney Brown gets healthy and starts to play again. If Reed Blankenship's out for any extended period of time, Justin Evans is on injured reserve. I mean, we're in a position now where... You know, is Bradley Roby still hurt? We're we're gonna be seriously so shorthanded that I think Howie Roseman's gonna have to make some moves this week because I, I this is the worst game of the year to have half a secondary is the Miami Dolphins. Ay ay ay. So I, I just wanna set expectations for people now. This may not end well, people. Like next week we could we could be five and two. Like that's a very plausible outcome. So I think everybody needs to prepare themselves for this because we are beat up and this is the game, you know, who can stay healthy, who can keep their players on the field in the big games. It's critical. So interesting times, Glenn, any other parting thoughts, closing thoughts? No. Well, I, yeah, I I think, um, I, am not going to be watching the last half of the season because I'm on holidays in Europe. So I'll be watching highlights. So the next couple of games I'm really invested in and I would really like to see them do well. So, uh, 
All I can say is please, guys, pick up your game and, uh, and, and yeah, a little bit better for next week, please. Yeah, I think that's a fair uh, a fair request on your part. A short show tonight, not like Andrew and my, uh, you know, <laughs> Ben Hur. <laughs> yeah, Ben Hur. Uh, you know, we we did Inagata de Vida, the podcast last week. If anybody knows that reference, one of the longest songs in rock history. Um, so yeah, uh, a shorter one tonight. That's what happens when you get two surly podcasters yeah. post game. So folks, um, go and you know, cry yourself to sleep tonight, this morning, whatever. We'll be back next week, and let's just hope our Eagles are not too badly injured and we see Lane Johnson back sooner rather than later. We see Reed Blankenship back sooner rather than later. Go, Birds. Nice to have you back, though, Glenn. We missed you last week. Thank you. Go, Birds, everybody. Stay the course. We're going to be fine. See you next week. See ya. Bye.